All right, team, you've heard Beast. Jean has once more turned evil. So, we're just going to have to kill her. Again. As usual, we will split into teams. Team A will consist of myself, Emma, Colossus, who is also apparently back from the dead, Duh. Beast, and Wolverine. Team B will consist of Havoc, Polaris, the other Zorn, Iceman, and Wolverine. Oh, uh, okay. Team C will consist of Storm, Psylocke, Jubilee will be on the team but not do or say anything, Bishop, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine. Now wait just one minute here! Team A will search the grounds to find a detained Phoenix. Team B will stay at the mansion to fend off inevitable attacks from the Brotherhood. They'll never expect us this time! And Team C will go have adventures in Europe or something. Salad episode 98. Big fun, happy, happy Murder World Super Time. <laughs> I don't get it either. Neither did I. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Joe. And we are here today to talk all about the X-Men. There's Woo-hoo! a new movie coming out uh, pretty soon, Days of Futures Past, so I thought it was the apt time for us to, to go talking about, maybe controversially, one of the more popular superhero teams in comic book dumb. Uh, um, I would say, yeah, I would say. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, no, no, the Avengers are the, are the top. But. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was always thinking Alpha Flight was really just the key oh, team. The key, yeah, they, they were Marvel. They define Marvel. Absolutely. You know what? The way you ever oh, you know what? read an episode, read an issue. I mean, they might as well just call them the Hoser Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you call Excalibur? <laughs> In his dream. <laughs> <laughs> When you, yeah, you know, when you, when you have a, you know, your 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 lead is Captain Britain. Captain of course, Britain. of course, Andy's gonna go. be like, oh god, so can I can I carry your school lunch? We, we, call, it, we call it tea time. He had to excuse himself <laughs> after that one. Oh, you're kidding me. Um, about two years ago, for Nicholas's birthday, I'm at Target. I'm, buy, I'm trying to buy him a um, a birthday present, and they're on, you know, they're hanging in the toy department. Marvel team up action figures. Spider-Man and Captain Britain. Wait, so they, actually made, they actually made Captain Britain action figures? If my, if my son wasn't asleep, I would go upstairs and get it for you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and now, Joe, this was pre-Excalibur, like full bodysuit Captain Britain, so yeah. it was like the full mask, no mouth opening, eyes, wow. and blonde hair. Oh, God. With the Union and Jack. Like, Notice Joe, how Andy's in like full detail. <laughs> I, took a, I took a picture. Oh, every heavenly inch. You know, you know, the only thing that, that, that would just top, put him over the top was would be a Benedict Cumberbatch was underneath the, the mask. <laughs> He'd oh God! He would ex- you'd have to sponge him off the ceiling. That would be it for him. My God! I don't know. Okay, Andy. All right. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we're not sorry, but go ahead. oh, and, no. and and the reference to Murder World it shows you what I know. It's long shot of the New Mutants. Yeah, he, that's his home world. No, no, no. Was he a slave? Or was he a slave? No, that's Mojo World. Yeah, Mojo World. Murder World is. 
I mean, I guess you consider him like actually in the top five X Men villains. Arcade, no, one of the stupidest villains. Oh, well, he makes villains, but he makes games that kill you. <laughs> he looks like a mini banshee. Hmm, look at this board. Look at this box of Parcheesi. What could go wrong? <laughs> and, he's got, and he's got lots you of joke like a piece. red hair. Yes. When I first saw him, I thought he was like a miniature version, like Banshee's, like little, like you know, nerdy brother or something like that. No, that's evil. Black Tom Cassidy. Another, another, wa- another walking Harry stereotype. Oh. Yeah, he says Bagora. Like, <laughs> Seriously, the, 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 it takes place in a castle you know, on the moors. <laughs> what is he protecting a pot of gold? Wow, we haven't even gotten to KKK yet either. We haven't even gotten to this yet. No, but I will say, roll here. Most of my initial impressions of Irish people, thanks to the X Men, where they all went ah, ah, and they were really fuzzy. Yeah. Jesus, Maddie and Joseph. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. So let's um start off with Chris's cultural corner. KKK. That's not good. And Chris writes, first off, I want to contribute uh, to this great thing that Jim came up with early on in the uh, development process for this show, the uh, made-up useless mutant power. That's right. All right? So uh, Chris would be Hippie Man. I would come to the rescue of people who were being held down by the man, dude. I would have a mild-mannered disguise of a private school teacher. Then, when trouble's afoot, I find the nearest coffee shop, splash some patchouli on me, and I magically transform to Hippie Man. I was gonna say he's gonna be smelling the patchouli the whole time. Oh, with my tie-dye outfit with a special cape made out of him, my special power would be to make the bad guy just mellow out, dude. <laughs> Like Chris has ever smoked the blunt, or <laughs> the blunt. How would he know what's going on? Please. Oh wow! Okay. I, come on. I, I do need to finish this though. Um, I'm just picturing that in my mind now. <laughs> a special smoke that would be exhaled from my mouth, and everyone would be happy, dude. Puff, puffing away. <laughs> I get the munchies just thinking about it. Well, you're at the right place. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, now on to the X-Men. Now I'm going to commit a little geek uh, style blasphemy here. I never was really into the comic books. I have some Ren and Stimpy comics and Marvel uh, vs. DC series of comics, but that's about it. My exposure to the X-Men was from the 90s cartoon, various video games, along with all the movies. Uh, so this will, email will be somewhat short. Thank so Christ. Chris's favorite storyline is the Savage Land Mr. Sinister, which is uh, from the cartoon episode Reunion, when Magneto and Charles Xavier... Having lost their mutant powers due to a strange neck brace, we're fighting <laughs> alongside each other on a common enemy, Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah, and oddly enough, that gave uh, also gave Professor X back his ability to walk. Actually, wait a yes. minute. When they were on the Savage Land, if I remember the cartoon correctly, the neck, the neck things weren't part no, of that. No, no, that was, it it was, was just something a, in the... No, there was a machine that I think Sinister created yeah. that locked out all the yeah, mutant yeah. powers. The whole island was like except, that. Except for the people that he gave powers he gave, to. Uh, yeah, he gave them something that, that would like nullify that whole yeah. thing. Because once they knocked the out... The silver lining is coming out later. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, speaking of the Savage Land, yeah. how lazy the Marvel got. Hey, we need to come up with a new superhero. I don't know. Hey, I just read Tarzan the other day. Maybe Kazar. Kazar. It's kind of like a... Like, oh, and he's got a hot wife. Shauna. The Savage Land. Isn't yeah, that, and they're clean. They have their teeth. The Savage Land. Isn't that that part of Antarctica that's all jungle? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that, it makes perfect sense. But, um, With that Magneto runs? <laughs> what's the name of like the sentient pterodactyl that... Oh, Sauron. 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 Yeah, Sauron. Exactly. Yeah, he's, Not- the <laughs> he's looking for the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, he's still around. They still, yeah, they, they still drag him out of mothballs. Oh, yeah. He's a... 
Dumb, he, dumb he, character. He occasionally yeah. bounces back into be, being a human, though. No, he does? Yeah. yeah. I saw this thing in Toy Fair. He drains mutant powers and turns him into Sauron. Yeah. Is he a mutant? I thought he, I thought he was like a, he was like another he was science a mutate. A mutate. Yeah. Um, uh, his... So he doesn't have the x oh, I saw this thing in Toy Fair Theater many years ago, back when Toy, Toy Fair was around, where they were having like a Lifetime Achievement Award ceremony for Doctor Doom. And they invited Sauron, and then like the Eye of Sauron shows up. It's like, um... Wrong Sauron, and they they just cut to this this pterodactyl sitting on a couch with his arms crossed, going, "Fine, I didn't want to go anyway." <laughs> We're talking about a company that gave us Jubilee for God's sake. Oh, okay, We're getting so. into Jubilee. Favorite X Men power from Chris Storm's ability to control the weather. How could you not love the ability to call up a lightning bolt or tornado to dispatch your enemy or enemies? I don't know. Let's ask Thor. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're a racist. <laughs> the white blonde guy what do you have first. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you have against white blonde guys? <laughs> you don't like Swedish people. <laughs> guy, you're Norwegian. You Nordist. <laughs> All right, next up on Chris's list, um, his favorite bad guy is Apocalypse. He can hold his own versus the X-Men even in a group fight. That's a very powerful enemy. And the antagonist for the next X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I won't get it, but my, my favorite X-Men villain. There he is. Yeah. Apocalypse is the best. Uh, I, I, I didn't much care for Apocalypse, maybe because I thought he was overpowered. I mean, he could he could basically make his body do anything, right. and he couldn't die. And so. anything. Yeah. But he died. And then he came, came back. back. Well, that, yeah, but they all come back. Yeah, all come back. yeah but... I mean, Except he, Dr. Druid. Dr. Druid has never come back. <laughs> yeah, but Druid. Apocalypse flaunted that. So. Yeah. You're um, digging deep there, Jim. <laughs> I know. All right, and then one storyline from the comics he does remember. Wolverine's bone claws, thanks to a pissed-off Magneto who basically ripped the adamantium out of Wolverine's body after Wolverine um, eventually recovered. Uh, he would now use bone claws for a time until Apocalypse kidnapped him and bonded adamantium back to Wolverine's skeleton. Because, so, wait a second, wasn't that, wasn't that... Didn't his bone claws first come in in the Wolverine Origins? No, was, well, he always had the bone they claws. were revealed in like the early 90s because of what Chris just said. But, yeah, I mean, the, the origin is just kind of like the full backstory with, like, oh, what, okay. what his real name is. I said, I stopped reading it. The claws were part of his body. Right. He could okay. retract them. I remember... Um, but they, the, they encased him in, in the adamantium. adamantium. Yeah. I remember in the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 game, when you can unlock, like, all, like, you know, 90 characters, whatever it was. There were oh. two versions of Wolverine. If you look closely, one of them was, was Bone Claws, one was the Metal Claws. Mm. I was going, why is there two Wolverines? I looked closely, and I was like, oh... I mean, they, they fought a little bit differently, but I remember... I can imagine, without the adamantium... Bone Claw is ready! Without the adamantium, those bone claws are going to be fairly useless. Yeah. Hey, wasn't there something about Wolverine that were going to give him, like, extra claws or something like that? Mm-hmm. Give him, like, a thumb one that came out of his thumb or something like that? Yeah, they ended up giving it to his son, Dagon. Oh. Okay, so he's got thumb claws now? Who's dead? Oh, okay. We'll be back. They, they, they were going to give... They ran this somewhere. <laughs> they were going to give a claw to each, each hand, but then, um... Um, then people thought, yeah, that looks stupid. New Line, no, then New Line threatened to sue because of Freddy Krueger. Oh, of course they really? did. I'm kidding. No, oh. no but so, you know what? It makes sense. It's money, sir. In age, it doesn't make, it's not too surprising either. Yeah. We don't, we don't, nobody rents the VHS anymore for Freddy Krueger. We need something. <laughs> All right, so um, thank you very much, Chris, for your uh, contribution on this one. Yeah, now let's get on to what, what I, we had just talked about earlier. Early on in this process, Jim thought it would be a great idea if we all came up with useless mutant powers. <laughs> oh, uh, I got one. Uh, uh, it's uh, called Man-Man. He's bestowed with all the powers of a man, but he's a man. 
<laughs> I got an idea. How about oh, wait, 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 wait? Maybe Man Man draws his strength from Robert Bly. Oh yeah. How about Lumber Man? He controls the forces of lumber. Oh. Able to route lumber supplies to different parts of the country with yeah. his sidekick Woody. He defends the rainforests, yet even he finds Sting annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got some good stuff here. Now I've got the Facebook in front of me so I know like I might be repeating like Mike I might be repeating you Jim Mike so Mike Gulick you brought up the mutant power to have one really big thumb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put him put someone under yeah. right yep. right you're under my thumb man Jim I kind of know someone else who might have a little fun with that oh you're <laughs> disgusting oh god. <laughs> god bring Mike into a room in the smut flies yeah. oh yeah come on jeez I'm disgusting where right. did I get it from our good friend at ApeCod from Twitter uh, brings up super speed that only works when you have a boner. <laughs> I read Quick. that. I actually read that when I was in church and I almost peed my pants. I was laughing. Quick, so get the Playboy out. I'll tell you, this is a sin for you right there. What's the condition you have when you have a, a, an erection that lasts longer than four minutes? Priochism. That's the name of the superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't remember what right. it was. It's like For those who watch the league, what if it's a fear boner? A fear boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got a fear. No, no. His uh, his superpower is Viagra. Mister uh-huh. Viagra man. All right, Jim. You brought up the ability to turn your enemies into Jimmy Walker. <laughs> which, of course, that. Mike has got to bring up that power. Be Dino Mike. I actually did that, and I went five, four, three, two, one. Gulen. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. All right, Joe. Oh, I love this one. Pyro's less the lesser his cousin. Snot. He can't create mucus, but he can manipulate it. <laughs> That just sounds like a power you get in like a like a Chevy Chase movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you, you do it to the popular cheerleader or something like that or the jock. Poor Billy Billy Zapko wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's the kind of power that, that you, you wind up with playing the Marvel superheroes role playing game. <laughs> ah! Disney, no, Disney Infinity. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Just an excuse to sell toys, everybody. Look away. <laughs> All right, Mark Elliott brings up, brings up that you can talk to animals, but animals hate you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so anti-Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> All right. One I had was you can animate the tattoos on your body and make them attack, but only the crappy ones that you either did yourself or had a friend do. <laughs> or in jail. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like the chick from Mexican um, First Class? She had like the tattoos and she turned into her wings. And yeah, they were her wings. And right. Then, yeah. But still, it was a tattoo. Well, yeah. I also I also had another one. You have the ability to read people's minds, but only when they're thinking about Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you brought up the ability to fart a fan- phantasmagorical apparition of Khloe Kardashian to attack your foes. <laughs> No one would screw with you, boy. <laughs> Mike G, the ability to summon the spirit of Don Knotts. <laughs> I'm looking at you the better window. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Dana Gould's is remember did the comedian Dana Gould. He's talking about like you know Don Knotts can never be like you know like a like a prank phone call. Like I'm looking at you the bedroom window. <laughs> Mark, you ever see the episode of Three's Company where Jack Tripper does the impersonation of Don Knotts and he only beat my pants? Iron <laughs> girls want to get some chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, and uh, Mike brought up the ability to uh, summon Menudo, the roster of Menudo, the entire roster. Oh my God, that'd be like the whole Soviet Union army from the sixties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So, um, other other ones, uh, Adam Cod brought up the power to neutralize the stench of anyone's farts, except your own. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a power more so than a name, the human pepper mill. <laughs> Fresh pepper. Fresh pepper. Just say, just say one. Just you. say one. <laughs> well, back to the grind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. And Ed Kell also brings up photosynthetic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Our good friend Nick from uh, the Great White North yes. brings up uh, Hulk's level strength, Hulk level strength, but only works on objects of one pound or less. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what'd your brother you bring up? My brother uh, said, being able to shape shift once. <laughs> you better use your power wisely. <laughs> really think it through. Why did I turn it from Lucky from the Lucky Charms? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to check to see if there's any others. you guys have any other powers that you th- you're thinking of? Oh. Um, the ability to turn into Don Cornelius. <laughs> All right. Dude, that well, would be the best smooth. power I just ever. want his voice. Just want, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just take a look see if there's anything else. I think How about to manipulate bacon? <laughs> oh, you'd be the most well, popular man bacon. Could it be pork? Pork. Any type of pork. Quality, freshness, and flavor. So, like pigs, like live pigs, you could have them. Exactly. You could be the pig piper. <laughs> well, you know what, though? Pigs are... Porkins. I mean, they'll eat anything, so... Yeah. No, there's, there's definitely uses for it. Absolutely. Oh, Again, absolutely. you could attack, like, the evil jocks and the you know the cheerleaders that picked on you. you have, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could be the swine herd or something. <laughs> the swine hound. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Grimm. The swine hound. <laughs> or, like, Adam Hannibal. My pigs are gonna eat you now. Mm. You can cause anyone. You can cause anyone that you look at to act like they're in a high school, um, you know, pre-protection play. Um, hello there. What's the line? What's the line? Okay, from the creepy, creepy mind of Mike Gulick. Yep. Brought to you by Doctor Who. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some of our um, favorite uh, comic arcs and stories from the comic book. Okay. Jim, you're kind of the resident X-Men guy here, so what's your... kind of. I mean, it it gets very convoluted after a while. I I mean, my... I mean, I'm not... It's not that exciting. My favorite's the Dark Phoenix saga. Which is fantastic. I think think that'll be ranked right up there as a lot of people's number one. Well, the reason why, you know, and I think you're right, and the reason why I say that is because it's the first graphic novel... Like graphic collection, yeah, the, that first, I ever yeah, the saw. first collected, yeah. It's one of the first ones I ever saw, right? And I was like, you know, that's yeah, when you know. Yeah, it was the same thing with me. Plus, I mean, I actually didn't read read that until <clears throat> probably eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, you know, so yeah. by then it already, you know, it already been a few years. That's about when you and I read it. Yeah, yeah. but the thing, the thing that I loved, one, the thing that caught my eyes was John Byrne is one of my favorite artists. Well, that was it, you yeah. know. And I saw it, and I was like. Oh, it's a John. Okay, I gotta, I gotta pick this up and, and and read it. So, and it was such a fantastic story. It was a, really one of the, the first stories where a major character, you know, Marvel for the longest time had this rule: no major character can die. Right. Yeah, swordsmen can die as many times as they want. Right. Boy. Right. Yeah. But Green, but Jean <laughs> Grey, but kill off Jean Grey, one of the original X Men. It's like that's a pretty big oh, deal. Fly. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. Granted, she came <laughs> back. About twelve times. Five, five years uh, later. Yeah, but you know, yeah, well, you know, five years later. But you know, you know. Yeah. My wife is always either all powerful, evil, or dead. I was reading up. I was reading up on it, and there was a bit. Uh, I forgot who the editor, editor in chief at the time was, but he had an edict that okay, if you're going to do this, you cannot bring Jean Grey back unless there's a way that you can redeem her. 
You know, and that's yeah. why, you know, for five, the five years, there was no Jean Grey. I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> that was the spirit of Jean Grey! The phoenix, the dark phoenix. What did they do? Oh, they had it... I forget. Oh, they, hey, they had it so... She, she, the Phoenix Force is like a clone of her body. She actually, she yeah, was like, right. She was underneath Lake Alkali, still in the no, shuttle. She wasn't in, no, she was in New York Sound. Was this no, yet? it was Alkali Lake. Right. Yeah, so it was Alkali Lake. Okay. Yeah. Lake. I know it was in the movie. It was because it was because they were coming back from into Cape Canaveral. Was this right. connected to the whole Madeline Pryor thing too? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. She was a clone. She was the clone, right? Right. And that was from the X Factor stuff. Yeah. Well, they brought Madeline Pryor in the X Factor. Madeline Pryor. There was, was a whole story arc during X Factor. At the time, Madeline, you know, Madeline Pryor had, Pryor had no knowledge that she was a clone. Mm-hmm. Right. She they just thought she was she was just Scott Summers' wife, little, and she just happened to look you know, a lot like Jean. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You know. So then, when Jean came back for X Factor, that's when everything kind of yeah. hit the fan. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say the whole the um, the and the um, when they brought in X Factor that. That whole thing with the resurrection of Jean Grey, I liked that mm. that thread a lot. They yeah, had, well, they had they, they did a good job of bring you know kind of tying it in. It wasn't like, you know, oh let's pull this out of our ass. It was right. like, but it they kind of like... did. I was just okay. I was going to say quickly. First of all, there was no announcement. No one knew it was happening. Yeah, right. And they brought her back in a Fantastic Four oh, yeah. issue. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was no. Like, I mean, no. But it was. It wasn't like the the, the the way they brought her back. The, the reason they used for it wasn't like oh my, we'll just go. to... You know, they actually thought it out. They did. Yeah, they didn't right. actually bring her back in the Fantastic Four issue. They brought her back in. I think it was the Avengers. Yeah, no, the Avengers. Like, Avengers the, the, last, right. like, the last the, the, episode. The last like page of the, yeah. the Avengers. The Avengers found. But they bring it. They bring it the, the Fantastic Four. Open it, it up. Open it up. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what the great thing about it is? That was actually thought up by a fan. Hmm. Wow. Well, at the time he was a fan. It was Kurt Busiek. Who later became a freelance writer for Marvel? Mm. But at the time when he was in college, he had heard that you know there what the Marvels you know you can't bring edict was, and so they just said, okay, well he says I'm gonna fight, figure out a way to do it, and he did, huh? Mm. And he sold it to Marvel, and they cool. bought it, and and then they killed her again, and they killed her again. Yeah, yep. but, but that that, like, that one page that the um, at the very end of the Avengers that was like one of my favorite pieces because you know just showing the the cocoon at the, at the bottom. And then it fades in. It you see Gene slang in there, yeah. and it fades out. And that was the last last thing you saw in that issue. I was I just I, re, I just reread that over and over again. You know, Kenny so, Loggins, so I'm free, started playing in your head. And you know you compare you compare the way they resurrected the way they handled her resurrection compared to like. Oh, I don't know the Spider-Man Clone Saga. Yep. Oh, 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 or Green God. Lantern, Green Arrow. Oh. Any they bring them all back. Superman, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that was, Batman, I think was, Batman was almost a ripoff of Captain America. Or was it the yeah. other way around? One of them ripped off the other one. It was. I know Batman supposedly died first back in when Bane broke his back. So that was before. Well, he wasn't dead though, was he? No, he just had a broken back. No, he uh, dies in Final Crisis. Yes. Yeah. No, well, he doesn't die. He gets shot. He gets shot with the Omega Beam because they almost resurrect him as a Black Lantern later. They actually use his skull or something like that right. to resurrect him. In the whole Darkest Night series, that was the first. That was the first time Bruce Wayne ever actually died. Mm. That was probably that was like yeah. I think it was like the first time. He's like one of the few characters that they've been like holding off on the kill boner for. Mister Omega, they didn't kill him. And now now they're going to kill Wolverine. Supposedly, yeah. Again, they tried to kill Captain America in September. In September is the is this? But that trick never works. All I gotta say was I was a scroll the whole time, and just you know. 
That's it. That's a great way of... Okay. That's what they brought that's, that's what the whole point of the secret invasion was. Yeah. Yeah. Because they brought everybody back. They had a ship open up and all these people came walking yeah. out. Like, hey, what's happening? Huh? It's like that thing on The Simpsons where they had Lucy Lawless talking about uh, all the anachronisms in Xeno Warrior Princess. If you ever see anything that doesn't match the scene before, blame the wizard. <laughs> what about when you run off on a gray horse and the next thing you're on a white horse? The wizard. The wizard. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, um, all right, Mike. Yes. Favorite, favorite X Men story. Um, does it have to be from X Men, or can it be from any X Men? Any, any of the X Men mutants. Yeah, be a new mutant story. Yes. Yeah. Then it would be uh, the first appearance of Cable. Okay. Because I mean, you, he just you, you he's he just comes in. And he's trying to, he kind of like takes command of the new mutants. Mm-hmm. You have no idea any of his backstory. He's just just badass just with his with his cybernetic arm and his cybernetic eye and some psychic powers. And he's just really cool. And then you gradually learn a little bit more about him, right? And you find out who his parents are. Yeah. And sure. now, did um, he and Rachel Summers ever like cross paths or anything? Oh yeah. Okay, but they're, they're, they're from two different alternate. Yeah, exactly. They're from two different alternate futures. The the future well, that that Nathan Summers or Cable Cable is from the Madeline Pryor reality, reality, right? right. And Rachel, Rachel Summers is from the Jean Grey reality, the yeah. Days of Future Past mm-hmm. reality. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're both from the and they're both in the Ascani future. Because uh, I believe Rachel Summers is uh, like a, like the mother Ascani or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, we need a ruling. Survey says, um, Rachel, Rachel Summers and Cable, two different realities or same future? They're both they're, they're both in the Iskani future, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Cable certainly I, is. Well, I thought no, I thought Cable was from the Dang. present was from the present future. I got to be honest with and you. And Rachel Summers was from the Days of Future Past future. Rachel Summers is definitely from the Days of Future Past. Future. Right, right, that means Cable. Because Cable. she was with Franklin Richards. Correct. Yeah. So, you were wrong. Oh. No. Wait, wait, wait. No. I, 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 I want to look this up. Can I use this? No. I don't bother. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you just don't want me to look it up. That's right. <laughs> Joe, how about you? Um, well, Jim said, you know, I was going to say Phoenix. Dark Phoenix Saga, but the Mutant Massacre from oh, X-Factor. Yeah. It had X-Factor, X-Men, and Thor. You know what the funny thing about that was, though, is that very few actual, like, notable mutants got murdered in that thing. Well, but... It, it, it was the change you, or it was the big... The, I mean, the, the big thing that came out of that was Angel Target. Exactly. It, it, but that was that was pretty much just, um... It was all the Morlocks. Yeah, they were just all the Morlocks, yeah, exactly. Right. But, but, again, it did... The huge thing was Angel got his wing, you know, yep. got his wings taken off. And that was well. There was that. There was the thing with Kitty Pride where she couldn't unphase herself. Exactly. Yep. And that actually led into like a really good. Um, I think it was a six issue limited series, uh, Fantastic Four versus X Men. Yep. Because that's mother that, because, they, because they were keeping uh, Shadow Cat, the Fantastic Four, were keeping you Shadow Cat. It's, it's like, Wikipedia. Like, mother Scotty, bitches. Hell All yeah. Right. Get your greasy hands off my tablet. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can we just agree to disagree here? <laughs> just because I'm right now, you guys are right. wrong. Yes, that's right. I am quiet. He's using Wikipedia. Why am I wrong? Hey, look at this. In The Wizard of Oz, this, the Tin Man was made out of Antimantium. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you put me in some medical. It's true. <laughs> no, no, please. He was Vibranium. Uh, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> 
the you know the funny thing was too is that in we'll get into X three in a little bit, but that the majority of the mutants that showed up in there were all like they were marauders for the most part. Yeah, Arclight, who was a mutant, was also kind of it was in well she was a Morlock in the movie, but she was a marauder on the, in the in the comic book. Yeah, because oh, yeah. at that point they were just like eh, mutants. And there was also Harpoon. Harpoon, yeah. Ooh, he can create harpoons. Beware, yeah. whales. <laughs> I mean, another thing. Stop you hit oil. <laughs> there was also the introduction of Gambit. I think Gambit was a major player. No, not in that. Not in that. Wasn't he, he, wasn't he, he the later? He no, the later. wasn't he the one that should, he, he led the Marauders to the Morlocks? Uh, yeah, but they, I don't think they actually introduced it. That was like... That was of, years they, later. They kind of retro... Oh, okay. After, kind of retro after the Mutant today. Massacre, there was the fall of the mutants. Right. Which, um, you know, sadly resulted... You know, the only big result in that was the, the death of Cypher. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Ranked, by the way, the gayest Marvel <laughs> X-Man. And, and we're talking to, uh, about a comic book series that has North Star in it. Of course, exactly. <laughs> and Shatterstar. And Shatterstar. <laughs> Mike. What's the uh, name with the stars? <laughs> Stars! Actually, kind of banking off the uh, the whole X Factor thing when uh, X Factor first came out, and like when Angel lost his wings, and they brought in Apocalypse, the yeah. whole Age of Apocalypse thing, and they brought the Four Horsemen, the Apocalypse. Yeah. That was the whole the ship, you know, the alien ship, and that whole series. I love that whole series because those was the one that was like the one X Factor comic I kept like kind of got interested in. It was really good. Well, the thing yeah. that I loved about X Factor. That's when Beast actually at one point he was he was human, but he, he was, lost his mind. Well, no. Well, first off, they turned him back human. He was okay. But then he got hit with some kind of a dart. He got something. He got a hit with something. dart hit him? Yeah. No, it was, no, it was something. Yeah. No, he got hit with something. Like, it was like some poison that started making him dumb. It was, um, actually, it was pestilence. from the Pestilence, right. Yeah. She started making him dumb. And then all of a sudden, there was a whole other series with some mutant that she could kiss a guy and turn him into like a temporary mutant or something like that. And she like had a thing for Iceman. Oh, Man. yeah. And at one point, you know, Beast was trying to stop him. And apparently, he beast got in the way. She kissed him. He became the blue furry thing again. But he also got his, you know, his, his intellect, his intelligence right. back. So that was actually that was one yeah, of the series I, I remember the most. I loved X Factor because it was the original. X-Factor. It was the original. It was basically yeah. a reboot well, of the original characters for the first like you know, twenty issues or so. Oh, yeah, about 20, 30 issues. But after that, then, then, then they became a government group, and then, like, what's the right. name? I think the, right. the original team, the, the original team like went Forge, back. It was like Forge, Havoc, Strong Guy, all that. Well, after then, it has, I think Forge Because it went back to the X-Men, they just became... But the it was X-Factor uh, Investigations or something like that. Yeah. Like Gumshoes or something. Yeah. Well, they just called I was sitting there, and she came into the room. It was a dark, dusky night. <laughs> <laughs> I was shooting off my power rays into the sun, shooting, trying to hit planes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She showed up. Oh, yeah, the X Factor started off as like they they were they were disguising themselves as, as humans boys. that would investigate mutants. Like, yeah, they were mutant hunters, and they would just. You know, it was great too because uh, a, Angel a, had to have like this big backpack on him to hide. Yeah. You know, and, and Cyclops was walking that. around with these giant ruby red uh, yeah. bands. No, that's not. We always kind of have that's those. That's not odd. <laughs> yeah, like why are you wearing your sunglasses at night? Well, so I can. And so, so I can. can. <laughs> so I need back of the visions of my dreams. <laughs> why else? No, but yeah, anytime you ever say that, you have to go visions in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is an overlooked aspect of the X Men is their uh, acceptance of the fashions of the day. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at like some of the old X Men issues, do you need a tissue? I'm fine. I have one here. Okay, I want you, want you going up knuckle deep up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have to call on Snot to help. Exactly. <laughs> to manipulate. He like me. Like the Dark Phoenix saga takes place in the seventies. In the mid seventies, like they're going to like a disco. Yeah. <laughs> you know who shows up? Dazzler. 
Remember the X Men game? Good, they all had, you know, bell bottoms, bell bottoms and Hell boot yeah. pots. And Remember the X Men arcade game? You know, like, like you have all these characters and Dazzler. No one wanted to play as Dazzler. <laughs> well, she stunk. I did. Of course. Oh, well, okay, okay, forget it. You know, the black characters look like black dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> because no, no, but they, if you look at like the old X, old old X Men issues. They're going to like swinger, but not swinger, by the way. They're going to like sock hops and. <laughs> they're going to soda jerks and stuff like that. And they're all doing poetry and like snapping their fingers yeah, at yeah. each other. Oh, yeah, because Be- Beast would say it, Scat Brother. Beast would regularly sit in uh, on those stool and read out poetry. Yep. <laughs> and Reed Richards was a square. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, and Peter Parker. Was... No, he's a square daddy o. And yeah. Peter Parker was a wallflower. Yeah. <laughs> now, interesting story about Dazzler. You know how she actually came into existence? No one has ever said that before. <laughs> interesting story about Dazzler. <laughs> Marvel had a, an agreement with Casablanca Records. It was the same agreement they had with uh, Kiss. When they made that awful Kiss cartoon that oh my apparently God. the the ink contains some of Gene Simmons' blood. Oh. <laughs> so you okay. keep practicing. Jim Santa. Do it. Well, you know the cartoon had to have my blood in it because you know the blood will make the cartoon. It brings out the redness of well, we don't have red; we just have black and white in our face. So I have to work bone. I have to bone up on my Paul Stanley impersonation so I can do it. Kiss is so magical; it's just a magical experience for me. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, Paul. I think you you really went on to something. You know, Paul, you know, quick, just to go up. Paul Stanley sounds like. The Muppet Chick from Electric Mayhem. <laughs> yes? Yes. <laughs> but... Oh, come on, boy. <laughs> what there was, they were going to do was, Marvel had this joint thing with Casablanca Records where they were going to create a superhero disco star, and Casablanca Records was actually going to find somebody to actually pose as Dazzler and go out on tour oh, as Dazzler. Um, and you, obviously that never happened because Casablanca Records just collapsed under so much cocaine. Um, <laughs> The, broth- <laughs> the worldwide brothel search didn't quite go. Nineteen seventies marketing. Wow! Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you're gonna blow this line right now. Synergy. But the X Men were always because I, I think it's because they were like wacky, te- the, the weirdest teenagers of them all. <laughs> they were the uncanny. That's they were right. emo. Emo. <laughs> emo before emo was cool. Yeah. They were like the Rolling Stones to the Avengers Beatles. Yeah. 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 Really? That yeah. was deep. You're going to go home. Like You're going to think about that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so what were the Ant-Man? So what was well, Fantastic Four? So Jim, boys? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Jim, what would make the animals? What would the animals have been? What animals? Bear Burden and the animals. Oh, the band, the animals? Yeah. Um, the Defenders. The Defenders. Alpha, defenders. <laughs> Alpha Flight? <laughs> Excuse me? I understand that this job paid. No, in Rush. Movies. Alpha Flight is Rush. No, actually, the Defenders were the monkeys. Oh. Poor Valkyrie must be Peter Tork. <laughs> hey, don't knock Peter Tork. He's actually the most talented guy in that group. That is not true. It Michael is 100% Nesmith true. Was. Mm-hmm. Peter was right behind him. Are we really going there? There we go. Are we really going there? Mickey Dolan, damn it! <laughs> Davy Jones, who can play Rock the Maracas like Davy? <laughs> I'm going to make sure that David Bowie can never go by his birth name, ever! He also did a, da- a tambourine. Oh, he did a mean tambourine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Mike, that was yours. That was mine. All right, so I gotta go with the Brood War. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go. Oh god, that's a good one. Oh, that's that was an a good awesome one. one. Now, you'll, you'll probably never see that in a movie, only because oh, the lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so much like Alien. It's not even well, funny. Yeah, they were fair, though, magically so. now. They're gonna find someone to get so through it, all of that and make the so movie. When, did, when did Brood War come out? When did Brood War? Brood War is eighty-one to eighty-two. And when was Aliens? 
Aliens was 86, but Alien was 78. Oh, yeah. To be fair, though, both mm-hmm. Alien and X-Men, Fox. That's true, they are so both they Fox. they can do it. They can find a way around it. Mm. They might have them fight the Xenomorphs. The the hey, yeah. hey, look what StarCraft did. What? What did they, they do? Had a brood, they had a spinch of a brood war. That's true. All right. And um, it was a lot of aliens that looked kind of like they were, the, 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 um, the what, are they, what were they called? The, the, uh, the, the Zerg? The Zerg, yeah. They were yeah. basically... Yeah, they, there was the yeah. War. And yeah. actually, the, the Brood War did bring back um, uh, Miss Marvel. Well, she became She became binary. binary. Yeah, they gave her a, uh, they gave her more superpowers. Yeah. Well, Looking oddly like Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, just, I just thought it was fantastic because it was very... That's hard to say. I mean, for, for me, it was something I never really felt like I'd ever read. It's before. probably the edgiest thing that had come out at that time. At that time, because everything was always, you know, oh, you know, the Avengers fight the Space Phantom from Planet X. And, you know, <laughs> it was like real schmaltzy stuff. This was like when they were, you know, they were fighting and they were hardcore aliens. It was, gore. It was yeah. gore, you know, they were stabbing each other and there was a lot of gore and stuff. Like, bring that cookie back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone already. Uh, yeah, but it was like I, I think it was like the first. Edgy, where Marvel started getting the ideas. Okay, maybe we can start putting a little bit of blood. Maybe we can take Wolverine and push him to the forefront. Because before that, yeah, that to me is where Wolverine uh, absolutely comes to the forefront. Absolutely, like, when he like started training into the Brood and, and he fought it, it off, and then because he, uh, he saves them. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the whole thing. Wolverine is the is the savior, and, that. Yeah. and then they're like, "Ooh, this guy's super popular because they were this close to killing him." Right, right. because he's the anti. He becomes the antihero. He's yeah. That's when anti-heroes started right. becoming popular because they were sitting there going, "Hmm, Wolverine, Warpath, or whatever the guy's name is, uh, Thunderbolt, Thunderbird, Thunderbird." Thunderbird. Thunderbird. How, how long after, made the how long after that did Thunderbird die? He died like after what eight issues? Like, no, he had no. died after one issue. Yeah, three. yeah. no, three issues. Oh yeah, two. Well, actually, you no, know, it was two. He had Giant Size X Men. Then you had the thing with Count Nefaria. That's he dies. Which is a two-parter. Yeah, he dies, he dies in the second part. Okay, so it's yeah. Yeah, two issues. He's yeah. Dead. Have you ever seen the cartoon, The X Men Adventure with Spider Man's Amazing Friends? Yeah. (laughs) So is Australian Wolverine. Exactly. Hi, mate! How you doing? Want a piece of fruit? Wait, you know, actually, it's kind of funny. They stuck with that. I'm getting off a little bit. Um, When they were actually going to try to make an X Men cartoon, it was like like the mid 80s. Prior to the X Men, -Men. yeah. And it was actually. And they still use the Australian voice. Mm. You know the story, though. Andy and I. Found out the next, you know, because they did like the previews that the X Men were going to yeah. be on. Right. I think I must, must yeah, have slept over right. Andy's house. Yeah. We waited. We were in our footy pajamas. Already. We were all excited and like, oh my god, it's Wolverine. Okay, well, Cyclops Ray is like an energy blast and it fries. You're drinking your cocoa That's cocoa not cocoa. Yeah. Okay, but we're okay. Here comes Wolverine. Hello, mate. What? <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, you want a piece of fruit? <laughs> That's not Canadian. Then I went off to face the world. I went out to face the world again. Wiser. Wiser. <laughs> That's right. Can you at least throw a couple of A's in there? Oh, or? God. <laughs> please say hoser, please. <laughs> Boy, hoser. <laughs> I always find it amazing about... Um, what would you like? Another one of those? Mm. Um, I always find it amazing about Wolverine, too, especially in those... Like, especially the early John Byrne stuff, that like every time they show him in his room in the mansion, it was like... Littered with beer cans and hustler magazines. <laughs> was it so, house? Huh? Oh, he was always in buckskin. Yeah, he was yeah. always in buckskin. Because um, he's from the wilderness, you see. Right, exactly. Well, he always had his fringe, uh, his fringe jackets and everything. Uh, 
And he always talked in the third person. Yeah. The Wolverine's hungry. The Wolverine's going to go to the convenience store and get himself some Narragansett and a Slim Jim. <laughs> That's what the Wolverine's going to do. The bomber jacket you know, with a fur collar. <laughs> and, like, the first like, 20 issues, the, the biggest the insult that yeah. everyone had for him was the shorty. Shirt. They called yeah. him the Canuck. Yeah. Canuck, yeah, they the did. The knucklehead. He was, he was just short. I mean, I guess he was only supposed to be like five foot tall. I so thought that originally was well, why Alpha Flight, Flight showed up was to avenge themselves. Right. I thought, well, thank God then that Sun, that Sunfire left after the second issue because can you imagine them calling him Ching Chong Ding Dong for uh, <laughs> 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 episode? Wow. <laughs> well, that's bad. Well, that would be wrong because that would be Chinese. Chinese. I understand. He was Japanese. So if you're going to be a racist, <laughs> at least get it right. Do it right, Andy. He loves grape soda. Oh my god. He's I just have this vision of this poor bucktooth guy with a dong <laughs> smiting his enemies with it. I'm trying to make Mike snarf. I'm trying yeah. to get the stuff come out of his nose. It's going to happen. Uh oh. Oh my god. Oh, oh. So, you don't want to say that out loud. <laughs> so at the same time that the Brood War is coming out, though, they had the X Men miniseries. Hands down, four of the finest issues ever. What the Wolverine one? You mean the Wolverine one? The Frank oh, Miller Chris. It's still one. considered the best miniseries by most people of all mm. time. And what Contest of Champions wasn't? You can't even get that on the Marvel. Unlimited. I know you can't get it because it's such crap. Because they had such heroes like Shamrock, the power of luck. <laughs> <laughs> then you find out later on she yeah. died in a car bomb. Not so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> And then I actually had the collective man. He was a Chinese guy. There was six guys into one. That's right. Because it's so, you know because they have a lot of sex <laughs> yeah exactly. When, yeah. when was it with it that they had the um, the uh, Wolverine um, Kitty Pride in Japan? Kitty Pride Wolverine. Like two, that was two years two later. Years later. Okay. That was excellent. That was, that was very good. good. That but was the Frank Miller Wolverine is like oh, oh yeah. that turned him into a huge star. Yeah, right? I mean Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank he, touch, is, he touches someone and it be uh, yeah. they become well, they take off. Think probably the. The From three, the guy who made three, Batman cool again. Yeah, yeah. three, maybe and five the of the biggest gonna make him miniseries again. of graphic novels are Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Ronan. Batman Year One. Oh, well, Ronan. Yeah. He didn't do V for Vendetta, did he? No, he didn't. That was, that was Alan, Alan Moore. Moore. Okay. Um, no, Alan Moore Dark... is the beard that uh, hates everything. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Sin City? Sin City, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 300. 300. That came out that was really awful. It was another movie. The Spirit. The Spirit. Oh, my God. The comic was good. It was awful. Yeah, Frank Miller's Spirit was awesome. Um, So, yeah, but those are some of the the better X-Men stories. Anyone, any other stories you guys can think of? For X-Men? Oh, God, there's tons of them. I mean, there's tons of them. Um... When when they when they split when they split off the series and it was Uncanny X Men and X Men they had the two yep. teams the Boom first ball. series or the first arc in the X Men not Uncanny X Men but X Men they bring Magneto back this is the first time he's back as a villain because remember he was a good guy again and they yeah. had the, that mini series he actually took over from like Professor that. X yeah he was a but he turned they turned him heel again and he went to his astro <laughs> but then he had his acolytes it yep. was a good, actually that was a very good. Storyline that you know what was big about that too. That was the best art I'd ever seen. That's when they had like Rob Leefield and those yes. guys. Yeah, were fantastic. Rob Liefeld with the you know, steroid induced art. And I, it's, I thought it was really good. Actually, one of my favorite stories was uh, I think it was this one, New Mutants Annual Number One, when Longshot and a whole bunch of them went to. Uh, Mojo. Oh yeah, Mojo, Mojo World. Yeah. Oh, was that the, the X Babies? Yes. That was, was actually Mojo. it was an X Men. Um, was it? it was an X Men annual? But what, and I, I remember the this annual. Because I remember Art Adams was the artist, and I met. He actually, I have a signed copy of that annual because oh, I met Art Adams. Didn't it looks but exactly if it was yours, it's still probably didn't wrong. They intru- didn't they introduce Psylocke? No, no, they introduced Psylocke in New Mutants. 
but they kind of made her an X-Man at this point. Because they had given her the eyes. Well, let's find New Mutants annuals here. Let's take a look. Yeah. All right. Well, there was one with the Which Impossible Man and Warlock. I'm trying to think. It's the one with, with Longshot went to uh, went to uh, yeah. Mojo World. It's when Longshot joined the X-Men. It's the first appearance of Longshot yeah. in the X-Men. They only have... We're, we're talking about we're using the Marvel Unlimited Digital. They only have one, two, three, and seven. I don't. That doesn't sound like it would be. Nah, that was yeah. like one of the early ones. All right, I'm taking a look at Longshot joins the X Men. Uh, yeah, right. Like they will tell me any of that. It's great radio, everybody. <laughs> annual what ten. Up? It was uh, X Men Annual Ten. Okay, that sounds about right. Because it was out. It was an Art Adams drawn issue, and Art Adams was one of my favorite artists at the oh, time. Oh, he would. He, he was great awesome. art. When he was doing the X Men classics, I thought. I thought at the time he was better than Tom Tom McFarlane. I, I I still I I wish he would. Do, you know, he his work looks a lot like Jim Lee's work though. He's no Dave Cockrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everybody's built like my dad in a Dave Cockrum month. <laughs> I can see, I can, yeah, I can kind of see, yeah, where he, he's kind of like Jim yeah, Lee, but it's not very sketchy. But the problem with Jim Lee's is his his guys are over, right. overbuilt. Barbecue. Oh. oh, I want the cookies. Yeah, all right, snack time. Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised nobody's brought up um, Age of Age of Apocalypse. Well, that's more of a series, though. I mean, that's actually that, that was a. Didn't that tie over to a lot of different... Oh, yeah, that was a big yeah. crossover. Yeah, a gigantic mm-hmm. that was like crossover. A whole crossover. You know what's a big one, too? Because the X-Men were a big part was Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Onslaught. Well, yeah. Actually, that... Well, that was well, the, um, the Evolutionary War. That was also a bit low. Now, did, yeah. did the X-Men have a big part in Civil War? No, no. No, no they were just out. That was more Avenger-based. Okay. Yeah. But, but, yeah, actually, um, the Onslaught, they, they came from... Uh, from when um, Magneto ripped out the adamantium from Wolverine, right? Because then, well, you know, Xavier got pissed off so much he shut down his mind. But that like, kind of unleashed the darkness in Xavier's own mind, which created onslaught. You know, you know, from from. Uh, right. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, talking no. about Civil War, from an editorial point of view, I'm surprised that they didn't have the X Men take part of it. Because you'd think that, considering what the X, the history of the X Men is, yeah, that they would be like at least take a side in this whole. Wasn't Wolverine involved in it? I thought he was. No. No, he wasn't. He's in it. Okay, he he starts becoming involved after... Because Captain America... The death of Captain America ends the Civil War. Right. Right. He is... There's a series of... Like, there's four comic books afterwards. Right. Right on the after heels of him being dead. And the Avengers send Wolverine in to the the shield... the the You know, like, because he's with the underground movie. Right. They send him in to make sure that that's actually his body. Yeah. yeah. So that's the only part, but he really oh, doesn't yeah, have to be Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing, I thought there was something, I, you know, I, I, that's no. what I thought. Yeah, no, but okay. I mean, considering, considering like, the, the history of the X-Men is being, you know, being persecuted against and being forced, you know, because they're mutants, that they'd at least... You know, have some role. I would have loved. I, think, them, I would have loved for them to just show up, look at both sides, go, "Yeah, now you know what we've been through, bitches." Yeah. Walk away. Yeah, they want kids to read it, though. Right. <laughs> um, I think what the problem might have been because I mean I'm not a huge comic book collector, but through the '80s and the '90s, most most of the big arcs, except for the Infinity Gauntlet and something like that, a lot of them had to do the X Men. The right. X Men were there. Was that was the title franchise? Yeah, right. I think well, they were trying to. The only, the only one that didn't really. I mean, they were kind of there. It was the Secret Wars. 
You they know were, what? They, they, were really kinda, they were kind of dicks in that one. They were kind of like, oh, no, we're, they, we're they, just going to kind of hang out. No, they weren't know. exactly dicks. But Captain America was kind of like, hey, you, uh, but criminals, they didn't have, come join us. Well, no, but they didn't Press, have to, no, Professor X eventually figured that Captain America was the one guy they really should be fine. But they didn't, so. they, again, the X-Men didn't have the, uh, a very prominent role in Secret Wars say, as compared to, like, Spider-Man, yeah. the Avengers. They have two scene-eating <clears throat> comics, though. There's the one where the, uh, the, uh, the was it the Captain America-led Heroes are getting their butts handed to them by the villains, and the X Men show up and wipe the floor. Right, out of them. that was what I was saying. They, they kind of held back for a little bit. They were like, "We don't want to do this." Or we're gonna, you know, we don't. These people like us. They were kind of in that brooding, like, you know, why us? You know, why should we help them? Yeah, I mean, you thing. had all the so bad guys, kind of, again, were being dicks at the time. So they really weren't kind of like we weren't going to get involved. Civil War. And then they finally did. Civil War had two main people in it. Yeah. It was a vehicle for Captain America and, and Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, it was and after that, because the Brubaker comic books for Captain and America and Black Goliath, don't forget Black Goliath. That's right, Black Goliath. Poor Black Goliath. <laughs> and then, well, for him, <laughs> no, it did not. Also, no, one of the biggest arcs was then, like, like Peter Parker finally, you know, exposed his identity. Yeah, but they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they redcon that real quick. <laughs> uh, but Peter was really kind of a secondary. Oh, uh, yeah, Peter Parker. He switches sides, though. Right. Yeah. 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 He he's kind of the impetus that turned the tide on Civil War. Right. Right. Well, it turned that in Submariner shows yeah. up mm. and helps Submariner, and Captain America. Thank God, it was little you know foot wings. I know you man. He's like he he copied my favorite hero, Aquaman. Hey, he's the original mutant. Yeah, he is. He's, he's older mutant. than Aquaman. He's mutant. Yeah. He's alpha mutant. He is. He's older than Aquaman. He's like one of the first Marvel characters. Nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Torch was the first Marvel character, I think. Well, that was the uh, the robot human the, torch. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Another story I absolutely love from the X-Men is uh, graphic novel number two, I think. What was that? God so loosely, Loves Man Kills. Loosely based on... Oh, well, actually, that's what X2 is, X2 is loosely. basically based on. Loosely. Yeah. What a fantastic story. Because that was... This is back when the graphic novels didn't have to follow the comic book code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was really more raw. I mean, there were kids getting murdered in this, in yeah. this thing. Yeah. Right. And just, oh, God, what a, what a great story. That and the and the XM um, graphic number four, New Mutants. Yep, just some of the worst artwork I think I've ever seen in a comic New book. That's I, they turned Who's, me up. I didn't even know what was going on. They look like blobs. Who's the artist? I don't remember their original. Messy McMesserson. <laughs> <laughs> when Bill Senowick took over, though, it's like what the what the what the hell is this? It's the same guy who did the Dune graphic novel, for God's sake. I don't know what the hell's going on here. I One was gigan- more uh, gigantic than the other. I never liked New Mutants. You know what it was? It was, it was basically Professor X saying, you're inferior to the X-Men. Well, I, you know, I, I can't... You I, stink. But I, I read New Mutants because by then I had gotten sick of X-Men. You know, 83, 84 is like X-Men all the time. And I was like, I need something else. X-Men right after uh, Phoenix takes a dip. Yeah, it's not as good because Kitty Pride shows up. She actually shows up during the Dark Phoenix yeah, saga, right. but she actually joins the X Men like right afterwards. Yeah. Actually, um, no. Another, it's not really X Men, but it was a similar. Uh, it was like an old miniseries, uh, NYX. NYX. That's, that kind of like introduced X twenty three into the comic world, but it All didn't right. give it, it didn't give her any backstory. Basically, she was like this this um, prostitute. Okay. In that one, and and she, uh, I mean, she ends up like killing her pimp. I don't yeah. know. I don't. But it's like never. It's not really explained. It's not really explained if she did it on purpose or it was an accident. It's a family friendly story. Um, but I mean, the the main character in, in is it is this girl that um, she can see her uh, her dead father as a ghost of following around. 
That's a good power. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but he Ghost helps, Daddy. He helps her out and, and then uh, <laughs> But it's 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 a it's a very I mean again it's a nice raw mini series right. but um it's definitely think, was that Marvel Knights when they did that? Well, you know, the no, it, it was 2004, but it was written. It was written by uh, Casada, actually. But you All know right. what? You know what I'll say about X Men. Even though I got sick of them in the early 80s, early mid 80s, is they did push a lot of boundaries in, in comic books. Yeah, you they know? got more into the personal side of the hero. The <laughs> Avengers were always in their uniform. Right, you didn't yeah. delve into the personalities I think, too much. I think it was. I think it was the maybe the only. Set of comic book book uh, heroes aside from Spider Man that deal dealt with the personal their personal life, right. right you know yeah. and I mean they did stuff like I mean they took one of their what they took one of their enemies in as one of their own right with Rogue I, I never thought that would stick oh, yeah. she became one of the most popular characters yeah She's a huge character yeah you know I think they, the, she actually, that be, comic is very valuable she you might have be, it. I have it she might be next to Wolverine <laughs> as I think she might be next to Wolverine as one of the most the popular uh, X Men. Actually, she's made the transition from movie the, cartoon. Yeah, that, I mean, that, Rogue yeah. Cable's the, really the issue, popular. The issue where she, she actually comes and joins, and joins the X Men. Yeah, that's a very well done comic because it's like showing how like how much she's her psyche's kind of like breaking up after absorbing so much from Miss Marvel. Right, and then like when she comes to the X Men, everyone is trying like trying to kill her, and I think I think Wolverine is one of the few that just like kind of defends her. Well, he, she ended up having to go out on a mission with him in Japan. Yeah, like two or three issues later. And she proved herself to him. She she risked her life for him. Yeah. So and that kind of changed everything. And then when she when Storm saved her for you know and then yeah that I don't it, everyone's opinion is different on whether or not you like this Storm loses her power arc. Oh yeah. But she had a staff. She had a staff. She had a mohawk. Yeah, oh yeah. And that, oh that's yeah. When, that's when she became the leader of the Morlocks. Yeah. So they tried to make her more relevant to the uh, to the times. Yeah, X Men in the mid to late eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So let's move on to the cartoon a little bit. I mean, there are several cartoons. I mean, the big one the is the one from the nineties, right. which I think started out very strong. Actually, you know, to be fair, that comic, that cartoon introduced me to the X Men. Really? I, I did not read the comic first before yeah, that, but makes sense. I started watching. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Well, let's I gotta find out more about these X Men. It was a lot better than what the Spider Man and his Amazing Friends X Men was. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh God. Actually, uh, was, it was right, right about this time that they also made that um, Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. the '90s Spider-Man that's, cartoon. That's highly regarded. That, too. that, that was really that like a year or two later. Yeah, and that was really well done as well. Poor Moon Knight. Nobody cares <laughs> about Moon Knight. I like Moon Knight. What's going on, White so Batman? No respect. <laughs> um, I still remember. You know what, though, that cartoon gave us morph. Oh, it did give us morph. It gave us morph. Did, now, did he ever show up in the in the comics? Was he from Orph? Nanu Nanu. <laughs> no, I, I found it interesting though in this that they actually substituted Kitty Pride for Jubilee. Well, this is what, well, this is what we need a spunky teenager. You substituted Jubilee for Kitty Pride. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, you did. You know, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. How many of you had? Uh, well, something great. Sorry. Well, you know, it, I had this discussion with Catherine about Jubilee and Kitty Pride because they bought they brought. In the comic books, wasn't Jubilee brought in because Kitty Pride was like disintegrating uh, after the uh, mutant massacre? I think so. You know, she, she was, was kind of one of those fringe characters she, that came right. in well, afterwards. Yeah. She, well, she was introduced. Um, she like followed Wolverine around. She followed him t- through this like portal to Australia and hung out with him for a while, and then yeah. finally but joined but, the, but the What I'm saying though is yeah. they brought Jubilee in, Jubilee in. So to Wolverine be, was from Australia. <laughs> Holy. 
Well, you visited it. What I'm saying is that they brought Jubilee in to be the Kitty Pride, the new Kitty Pride. The Spunky yeah, King. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She was the Raven Simone. <laughs> <laughs> The X Men. She was a cousin Oliver. After Rudy wasn't so cute anymore. <laughs> they had to bring in somebody else. Mm-hmm. They had to bring in someone else. And you're talking about Willis. But the funny yeah, thing is, I remember, like, I remember like the first cartoon episodes, like the Night of the Sentinels episode, and of course the Morph Tenmu got killed. And I have not talked about the Sentinels yet. And the funny thing is, remember, like, and of course that's the one time Wolverine goes off. He's the only one that can make me laugh. I mean, like, you know, come on, you know, you tell me out of all the mutants in the world, Morph was your best buddy. Yes, <laughs> he right. was. I just, I just remember I it was really, Huck. it it really stuck well to a lot of the com- the uh, comic book stories. They had the whole thing with the Shi'ar yeah. and yeah. all that, and then they just like a season or two later, just like veered off the course where it was like, hey, we have a cure for mutantdom, and Angel like raises his hand. I don't like being a mutant. Um, not in the comic book. That was in the like that was in the first season actually. Was this the first season? Yeah, because yeah. remember, um, it was like it was like Mirror Island or whatever. It was like within like three or four episodes in because something got captured. Mirror Island. And then after they had changed it around, where was it a rogue one to go get rid of her powers? Yeah. Because she, she always, she always kind of didn't like that because she couldn't touch anybody. And then, of course, then, you know, the whole thing with you know, Angel, I don't want my wings anymore. Then, of course, it was really a trick by Apocalypse to right. basically mutate him into Archangel. Archangel. Or Death. Uh, well, actually, when, when they did do the whole, like, um, the, the Genoa Island and... Uh, yeah. Genosis. 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 Yeah. Was it Genosis? Was it Mirror Island or Genosis? I can't remember. Mirror Island is the place in Scotland with Moriarty. Yeah, it was Genosis. It was Genosis. Because, of course, they put the Irish and the Scottish girl together. But that also introduced Cable into the into the cartoon, and he was a kick-ass badass. There's that one little arc where basically was the future where there was some disease, like mutant, like apocalypse of mutant disease, and they tried to destroy it, but it still happened. They realized that Wolverine was the thing because he is... His uh, mutant DNA. Yeah. Hmm. They also gave Bishop a nice, nice right. big role too. Like they had like nice, like, story, like continuing story arcs. Like every like season was like a story arc. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, think about like the season four. It was like after the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, started, they kind yeah. of just had like separate episodes of like little things. It was like one was like some alien that showed up. That like Rogue found his old boyfriend who was it got mutated. Dupe and, was a dupe. I don't know. One time they had like raise funds for a uh, for a little league. Uh, <laughs> group. I they were kind of, they were really kind of pulling pulling that, pulling yeah. that straws, yeah. yeah. They they had like no other storylines to go. The other thing too is this came out at the exact same time as Batman the animated series, which was just infinitely was better. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. oh my God. Well, that, Bruce Timm, you know, he's oh. one of the great think, shows of all. Time. I think I think he's, I think he set the standard for comic book animation. Absolutely, right, yeah. it, it is. is. I mean, yeah, Justice League, even know. Superman. Yeah, it Superman still holds up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I know what Rob. That Batman 75th anniversary cartoon is really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It is really good. <clears throat> Can I just bring up something yeah. really quick? Because yeah. we didn't talk about a story arc. It might not be somebody's favorite, but it's probably the most important. All right, X Men fourteen. Yes, which I have. Which one is that one? You still, I, I still have that torn up copy of X Men fourteen, the right first appearance you. of the, the Sentinels. And, oh, you know. Now this is back when they were like human sized though and had enormous heads. Yeah, they just look yeah. like giant dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Look out! Oh, oh no, Bolivar Trask! What have you done now, you meanie? <laughs> That is, I mean, that is huge. It is, yeah. I mean, no, the storyline's terrible, but I mean, it set, that is really the the anti mutant sentiment. That's mm-hmm. or that's like the nexus of it. Is that where like Master Mold just pooped him out or something like that? You know, well, there was the Master Mold. Then there was Nimrod. Yeah, there and just oh, yeah, him out yeah but Nimrod, Nimrod is Nimrod is is, is a, a result future. of Days of Future Past. He right, came, you know, he's a future Sentinel right. who apparently is appearing in this next movie, looking like Destroyer. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, like Warlock. Bastards. <laughs> How about Warlock? Let's bring him in. Adam Warlock? No, no, no Warlock. Power. That, that, weird al- that weird alien thing. Yeah. Who can't? Who doesn't go anywhere without Cipher? Yes. Right, you Remember he said Spider-Man. He was one of those. Spider-Man and then, guys, and then, yeah. they, then they merged and became Cipherlock. Yep. No. I like Adam Warlock though. Gold fl- hair like golden flax, skin like a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> what a hot dog. <laughs> now, have you guys seen any of the other X-Men cartoons like Wolverine and the... I, 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 you know what? I've watched X-Men. Evolution. X-Men Evolution. Yeah, that was, I watched it, it, is it. Evolution the one where half of them are teenagers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cha, dude! Yeah, but no, that got a little bit better as... It, yeah. The, the first season was horrible, but it was one of those things where once it got going, it got better. And then, I, the, um, and then it got going. But the one that I, I, I really watched was the, uh, the anime, the X-Men anime and Wolverine anime. All right. That was on G4. And Iron Man, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, they were on G four for. Uh, I think those were on episodes. Netflix. Stri- I think they might be on streaming. I'm not sure. They had Wolverine. They, had a, they did anime, really. Yeah. yeah. Was this villain a fat guy who drooled? No. <laughs> was it a hot girl in like a, a, a Catholic school outfit? Sort of. Sort of. Okay. See, <laughs> I, I did watch. No, but they, I mean, the X Men though. All right, it was okay. Well, there was a series of issues in the X Men though that they actually do the. I don't know, you you know about like the manga art or the yeah, anime yeah, art. Yeah. It's, a, it's probably like a good ten, it's a great, it's a story, it's a pretty good story arc, um, but the art is in anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember Wolverine the X-Men was basically, it was just, it was just after Jean Grey died, and everybody just kind of just fell apart. You know, Scott, you know, Cyclops became like an alcoholic or something like that. Because, yeah. No, so basically Wolverine kind of came in and basically Professor X was like, you need to help bring these guys oh, back. Yeah, because actually Professor X was, was in the future. Right. And he was basically, you know, trying to communicate Wolverine. You need to bring them back or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's at the stage because now there was a comic book called X uh, Wolverine and the X Men. There's yeah. a schism where they go back to the Xavier Institute and yep. Cyclops stays on Utopia. They, yeah. they split the X Men in half. So, all right. So many of them. Shall we move on to the movies? Sure. sure. All right. So this is going to be a two-part show. Primarily, it's not. I don't think it's going to run long per se, but we don't want to go six weeks in between episodes. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so what we're going to cover for the remainder of this show before we get into our next feature is uh, X-Men 1 through 3. Yeah. So let's start with 2000's X-Men. Mutation. It is the key to our evolution. It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years. But every few hundred millennia, evolution leaps forward. Thoughts, gentlemen? You know what? I mean, right. you think about it, it was... Was it three years after Batman and Robin? Uh, yes, it was. It, it did kind of... It did kind of kick off the modern air age of... The, the revival. Of it, comic book it, movies. It, it, more so than revival. Blade did. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what? Honestly... It, it, that's so surprising when Blade, that Stephen Dorff was in Blade. Well, I mean, when Blade know. came What's out... Stephen Dorff? When, when Blade came out, I didn't even remember... I didn't, Either I, I didn't forgot know. about the character. I didn't actually. The only time I didn't actually, realize it was yeah. actually you no. Know, no, I remember seeing the character, yeah. and it was the second season of the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah, that's where I remember seeing him because um, when did the movie come out? Um, Ninety-eight. Because well, no, because Blade was in the second season of no, the animated series yeah. because it was just after he gotten temporarily cured from the neogenic yeah. process, and they were still trying to find Michael Morbius, and that's when they brought Blade in. Yeah, because yeah. you know he was hunting him as a vampire. So right, but whole story. But when the, when the movie came out, it wasn't marketed as a as a comic book movie, probably right. because it was following Batman and Robin. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah. So I don't. It didn't hit me at the time that it was a comic book movie. So I always think, but it's because te- it's the Avi Arad. It's the first of the right. Avi Arad. You know the problem you have is 
Magneto is so poorly cast. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. Magneto was supposed to be a strong, robust, older man. I, lo- I love I love Ian McKellen. Yeah. I don't. He's no, not an old man. I'm nothing against Ian McKellen. I no, just I think he's a good. I love him. He just didn't fit that. He was too old for the role, I think. But I think he was. He was like your favorite. No. He was like Grandpa. He was. No, he was the perfect foil for Patrick Stewart as as, as uh, yeah. Professor X. Uh... Eric. What are you doing here? Why do you ask questions to which you already know the answers? Don't give up on the marriage. What would you have me do, Charles? I've heard these arguments before. It was a long time ago. Mankind has evolved since then. Yes. Into us. I don't know. know. I you think could have so. Patrick Stewart was great as Professor Rex. Right, but I, I, I... John Lerick can't look better in that role at this point. You'd no, wow. In the movie... You know, to, to go up against Professor X, you, you couldn't be a big, muscular guy. And, and Ian McKellen... Gave that I'm kind not saying of like a steroid abuser type. No, guy. I think no, he's like strong like, and robust. Like a, almost like a Clint Eastwood, maybe. Mm, okay. right, Andy's gonna Andy's gonna go out the window. Russell Crowe. <laughs> At the time you can't, but now you could like gray his hair. He'd be okay, Magneto. Yeah. He's got like a European thing going. Like someone, maybe like, you know, they should have someone just slightly younger. I think just like slightly younger than Ian McKellen. Again, nothing against Ian McKellen. No, he's a tremendous actor. I just don't love him for that because he's like an old wizard. No, yeah, he, I just yeah, I didn't really yeah. It got more to me. Yeah, because I love that's my favorite. That, he's my great, favorite Marvel character. Because Patrick Stewart was perfect as Xavier. Oh know. well, that I mean, he's bald. I mean, the only, well, the only guy you could probably go was like Ben Kingsley or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, Marine, I'm going to tell you one more time. We're not leaving your beer tabs all over the floor. <laughs> no, not that I'm going to eat anything. <laughs> um, the the first excellent movie it. The, the way I can best describe it is it seems like it's a it's the prologue to the X, the actual X-Men movie. Which is two. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, X-Men 1 it it doesn't really it doesn't really have a full story it's on its own. It's such an origin. It, yeah, it, it, that's all it is. It's just an origin. It just introduces the characters and it's really nothing more. I mean, the, sto- the storyline is pathetic at best. When, when, I, when I first saw it I was, I was so underwhelmed by it. Yeah, and you know now you know I've had fourteen years to think about it now, and it's like, it's right. okay, well, you know what? Yeah, yeah I'm fine. I'm but just, you know, it could have been a lot worse. But again, yes. when you, when again, when you think of what came before, 1997, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody. What thought, did the dinosaurs after, after <laughs> Batman and Robin? Everybody thought the color book movie was dead. dead yeah. yeah, yeah, was dead in the water, and X Men was a real risk for Fox. You know, they could have done the old 1978 Spider-Man movies with yeah, the kid who was in uh, the Sound of Music. Sound of music. He, uh, he, was also, he was also the guy that something something suddenly came up. And, That's uh, right, he's Brady Doug Bunch. Simpson. He's uh, Doug Simpson, the big man on campus. campus. <laughs> what's his, what's his name? It's uh, Peter... Oh. It's like Nicholas Hammond, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. Nicholas Hammond. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I didn't like about Iceman, I thought, um, I thought Iceman was miscast. Bobby Drake. Ba- he was barely in it, though. No, no the first still, one. But he made him like the same age as Rogue. What, is Sean Ashmore? Nothing against Sean Ashmore, but again, they made him like the same age as Rogue, and Iceman was one of the original X-Men. They should have made him a little bit older. One of the more... You know what the thing is, though? They went so far off the reservation for some of these characters. Oh, I know. Right. You think about this. One of the great characters in Marvel, Sabretooth. Sabretooth is an evil, um, conniving mastermind. In that, he's just a hulking brute. Yeah. Who is he played by? 
Tyler Dane. Oh, that's yeah. it, yes. the, like, they, but then who played? Somebody else played him on. Liev Schreiber. Yeah. I think Schreiber. It's I almost think like they're not the same person, though. Even yeah. though, even though we'll say the movie sucked, Liev Schreiber did a better job of playing. Um, Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Well, yeah. well, origin. Well, the thing is, though, with the movie, with the first X Men movie, remember, you know, Sabretooth and Wolverine had history together. Yeah. And at least in the in the Wolverine movie, the origin movie, they at least played that up. Right. And that's why in the, the first, first X Right. In the that's first X Men movie, they didn't even play that. It was like you know, it's like who's this guy? You know, it's yeah, like. Right. But what I'm saying is, Liv Schreiber kind of gave that gave the character kind of he redeemed the character. Right. Exactly. The only moment from uh, the first X movie that showed that maybe there was something more going on between um, Sabretooth and Wolverine. Was when um, Sabretooth they grabbed the, the his dog tags. Right, and then Larry right. grabs him. Those are mine, you know, yeah. something like that. You know, that was it. That was it. I mean, James Marsden was good as Cyclops. I thought it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was really good. You know, actually, because I, I going to you know talking about the movies. If they're going to reboot these movies, Cyclops has to show up. Again. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And who Definitely. better to play Cyclops? Exactly. Yeah, Come on, I was thinking it too. I was thinking it too. Come on, you know Zach you know to be a great. He would be. Scott, put down that big Montana. Stop working at Arby's. You can come back to the mansion now. That's right. See, there we go. <laughs> Stop doing the blow. <laughs> Andy actually brought up cocaine more than I did. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to talk about age difference? I mean, let's Hank McCoy. Yeah. Okay? He's supposed to be the same age as Scott. And right, and yet they made him... They, like blew the that the, they blew the doors off. Yeah, that. Yeah, they made him like the 40-year-old, yeah, like, you know, senior citizen. He's one of yeah. the professors. At, no, yeah, that that was he's, not, he's one of the original X-Men. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, actually. We'll go ahead with that. I won't say anything yet, because that's right. the third movie. But, um, I mean, like, like I said, they could have done a lot worse. This could have been, you know, there was a little too much fan service, I thought, in some scenes, like the whole thing with... Nice outfit. What would you rather have? Yellow spandex? I still think they should have. They should have. They should have modified well, the costume know, just a little bit. I'm well, not saying go with the exact costume, but enough maybe color. They said there, that they there, had there, done costumes actual pictures. and they said they look like Halloween costumes. No, I'm not they talking go with the. Terrible. I'm not talking about going with the comics. I'm just trying to like color code them a little bit better. Well, that's oh. the thing. That, that's one of the big arguments. That's one of the big things that people have against Brian Singer is that he, for some reason, he has this thing against costumes. Yeah. They all have to have leather. Now, I don't know what that's all about. I don't want to get into it. Well, there's a couple well, of lawsuits that are getting into it right now. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? think about it. Like, let's, let's look at like you know the old Superman costume from like you know, the Christopher Reeve days. Right, it was Compared right. to the Brandon Ralph one. It looked like the Brandon Ralph at least could hold up a little bit, you know? Whereas like the old, old nylon But it was ones. so muted. It was yeah. compared, I mean, and, and that's the thing about the X-Men. is like, they're just wearing leather leather jackets, yeah. leather biker jackets. And it's like... Well, and, and and then but then you look at and then you see two thousand one when Spider Man comes out and he's wearing his his red and, and blue costume absolutely right he's wearing yeah. his red and blues and he's you know, and he's everything out and proud I'm a well, superhero like you could have you know, you the diff- so they the, should yeah. just find a way to meet someone in the middle you couldn't go with the exact costumes you couldn't you know there's not this black shit somewhere in the middle I mean, you could have just made them a little more unique I mean, because I, they'll have the same outfit on I suppose so. hindsight is you know the benefit of uh, hindsight is twenty twenty but you look at Cap- what they did with Captain America. You mean the, the mask with the rubber ears in it? But the original Captain America, like the 1940s, you know, in the in the when he was in the 1940s, well, he was a the propaganda one. comic. Yeah, well, right. no, but where, where no, he's talking about the movie about the movie, oh, I like see. the white suit, where, right? Where he's wearing like army fatigues, but they're colored in such a. And it's, they took it's, that from the Ultimate Universe, right? Yeah, yeah. fashion yeah. in such he a way. He was that. dressed like a soldier, right? Because he was fighting in a war. So, I mean, but it was still colorful and it's still yeah. They did a nice and that costume is still a lot better than the one from the Avengers. Other than the fanboys, which. Fox yeah. and whoever was doing it, they knew they had the fanboys to go see the X Men movie. They wanted to appeal 
Cool. So they felt, and they're not as well known, so I, they probably didn't feel the need to do like the costume. costume. Yeah. Spider Man, you have to do the real right, one. You yeah. can't have him come out with like big eight legs on his back. <laughs> hey, look at me. One thing, one <laughs> thing, thing I, will, I will say though, it pissed me off when they didn't give uh, the symbiote costume, the one from the comic book. The one thing I will say about the uh, the first X Men movie though, the one thing they got absolutely right, Wolverine. I thought so. Um, Other than him being six foot two. Well, yeah, no. but, uh, no, no, think, but you know what? Oh, yeah. you, you overlooked that. You, you overlooked that. You overlooked it because Hugh Jackman very good. Hugh Jackman, he does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just the intro scene of him in that in that cage oh, fight. Yeah. Yeah. He just gives the guy that like that. Yes. Yeah. Word of the word of advice: yeah. Don't kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't hit him in the balls. You said anything goes. Anything goes, but he'll take it personal. It makes him mad. He has the he, he has the best scene in X Men yeah. First Class. Would you fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lencher. Charles Xavier. Go fuck yourself. Um, and and then I mean like, what honestly probably my favorite little moment of X Men, just a little moment. I know you're going. When he uh, when he walks through the metal detector, he oh, slashes yeah. it, and then like Scott looks back at him, he just pulls out the fir- just yeah, like one, one yeah, claw. Like the little claw. And I like how Scott just smiles and just walks. Like, you know, how do I know off. you're Scott, and not Mystique? You're a you're dick. dick. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, it's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay. So, yeah, no, he was he the, was perfect. The playoff of those two was fantastic. God, yeah. you know, well, because three, it's like, they they hit like a like a friendly rival, like the yeah. rivalry. It was a respect. It was a respectful. respectful. It's like Superman and Batman. You know, they always that's the that. comic book. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. comic book is they don't like each other. They deal with each other, but it got to the point where they were okay. The there was a mutual. Was a, not, was a mutual. Respect. They don't like each other again. There was a mutual respect. Yeah. I remember the three years of the Glenn Danzig talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my! Well, he's he looks like he's Wolverine, big muscles, and, and, he, and he has sideburns, and he's furry like Wolverine. Yeah, but then again, so is Robin Williams. That's true. Oh, look! I can do Gitsu. Look at this! I'm the best at what I do. Oh, oh look! He went once. Shish kebab. Oh, oh, oh! Nano, nano. All right, can we move on to final moments on final X Men. Anyone? I give it a C plus. Yeah, yeah. You see my C minus. All right, X two, X Men United, best of the best of the series. No, last first class. No, no, well, no, no, no. No, but I agree with him. X two is arguably one of the best superhero movies ever. Top ten, top ten, top ten, absolutely, yeah. Top five, me. Five. Maybe, if it was top five, it'd be a five. Six. Yeah, maybe yeah. six. Maybe I'll put yeah. it in six. I'll put yeah. it in six. Well, the thing is also is that back then, 2003, what did we have? What did we Spider- really have for like, here are your great super e- superhero movies. Spider-Man um, just you know, out, so. Depending whether or not you want St- Superman's one or two, if you want to go with one of the Tim Burton Batmans, Spider-Man and X2. But and I think it's it. also, too, well, they, were, they were just, I think what it is, I think with technology, it was just getting off the ground. They could finally do stuff. Well, you know, they were finally getting people that were kind of starting to get the idea. Let's make a good superhero movie. So well, they picked from the just, best source possible. It was just so starting, they came to it. Was just like this was the real the foundation <laughs> to start the good stuff. No, Spider Man. Spider Man blew the door wide open. Yeah. for mm. super, superhero movies as to what you can it do. Raised, it raised the bar. Well, it was it, it was it was bar. pushed as a summer blockbuster. Um, it was marketed properly. Um, and it's Spider-Man too. Right. Let's make no mistake. Right. 
in the pantheon of super popular superheroes, it's Superman, Batman, Spider Man. But you, but 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 when Spider Man came out, a lot of people were wondering how you gonna how you gonna give the sense of Spider Man swinging through right, you know, through through uh, New York City. How are you gonna give it that you know, like you you know, they wanted to recreate a Todd McFarlane panel, right? Mm-hmm. But know? with with X two, I think they did a lot more with letting the letting these characters right. use their powers. Yeah. I mean, Nightcrawler was perfect. Yeah, yes. I mean, the, the, the use of Nightcrawler's teleportation was perfect in that. Yeah, a lot of the Wolverine, especially the healing. Stuff with Wolverine, yeah. like when he gets shot in the head. Mm-hmm. You know what it was for me? It was the first time in a superhero movie that the acting was forefront. Oh, yeah. Over yeah. the superpowers. Even like the old Batman movies with, with you know, Michael Keaton and, and Nicholson. It really was about the costume and the right. punches and the kicks. It was the character. Mm-hmm. It was basically the, it was the image. This was the acting. The acting was excellent in that. I mean, Franka Jansen doesn't get a lot of credit. No, she was no, a great she was very good. Yeah. She was. yeah, I'm not, I was just joking, I'm not a big fan of her in general, but this movie, she was fantastic. I think she kind of came out, it was like her, probably her best, one of her best yeah. moments. Yeah, well, because so. they, they really kind of gave her center stage. Yeah. Especially in the third act, she was... Uh, she was they one they did, they also really, they did. in the end that movie was really again let's make it the Wolverine show and let's revolve it all around him because well, and he, I know he, he's the most corrupted he, public character that's the one thing I didn't like he because, brings in the people and we're going to guarantee Days of Future Past is going to be the Wolverine show they're going to find well, of course Wolverine's going to be the center they, of the they, whole thing of course they did they switched out Kitty Pride for Wolverine right yeah. You know? Well, obviously, you know, that makes sense. But Kitty because he's, more, he's more marketable. No, but she but was. they send him back. Right, she right. was the main. You know, Kitty Pride well, he's more back. Mark, I mean, that's a more marketable character. Yeah. Like, he, he just no no one knows really. Yeah. Well, then again, with what's her name? Um, Emily Ellen, yeah. pa- Ellen, pa- you know, Ellen Page. Page being popular, you know. Yeah. You could have you made that, but at the same time. Maybe you could have had January Jones. She was real. No, she was awesome. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, but you know, though, I mean, it was, yeah, there was, but there was like all these different sub stories going on. The thing with Nightcrawler and the thing with. Um, Wolverine, the thing with Magneto. The way Magneto broke out of that prison was awesome. Oh, that, that, oh yeah. Too just, much just iron take, in your diet. Take, right. like, taking the iron out of the guy who's blocked. Right. Yeah, out yeah, of yeah, because awesome. Like, he starts humming the yeah. thing. She, like, you know, yeah, oh, she yeah. like, injects him with the iron. Doesn't even know what happened. Question. So. Uh, I, I should, we should probably save this for the next one, but Rebecca Romaine versus Jennifer... Uh, no. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Which is the better mystique? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to go with Rebecca Romaine. Well, Rebecca Romaine's also had three movies to do this. I I, I just think that she... Jennifer Lawrence is a better actress. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's a better actress, but I don't Um, think she's the better Mystique. I think Mystique, you have to have have that certain... Right, but keep in in mind, Jennifer Lawrence's version was she was still young and still discovering who she was. So in that sense that, that, let's see how it kind of pans out in the Days of Future's past, because that's going to make it, that's going to kind of make a break to see if she will be the better. Right, and don't, they blow the doors off this character. You're talking about one character who's been through a lot and one character who's just going through a lot. So it's really kind of a different... Some of the clips I've seen, it looks like that the Jennifer Lawrence mystique is becoming the Rebecca. Right, right. But the other thing, of course, the future past, it could change that whole thing. You make no mistake, though, Mike. She is going to be forefront. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was right now. She was was forefront in first class. They're going to be trying to give her a little bit of 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 a sympathetic figure, you know, she was... Professor well, she was X. finding her way. Right, she was Professor's ex-girlfriend and stuff like that, but in... Then she in goes, under, yeah. in she goes under the finest superhero villain of them all, 
Michael Needle. Fassbender was so good in those. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. We gotta, we'll do. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, I, we, we will. Yeah, but okay. I mean, for, with X two, they took it from one of the best sources possible. We already mentioned God loves one man the, kills. One of the yeah. They yeah. just general, turned the preacher yeah. into a into a, an army general. And, and let, general I mean, Stryker, General Stryker, you know, great. Listen, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Oh, he was unbelievable. He goes from like goofball from Super Troopers to. He was unbelievable. He was. Well, he's a great actor. He really is a good actor. But if you think about it, though, too, it's. One of the, the only superhero movies where the main villain, the main big big bad, isn't a superpowered no, guy. He's a, he's a no. human. He's a human general, yeah. but he had a lot of power and a lot of connection. Yeah. You know? the, I mean, the way they did, they just took all those like kind of subplots and funneled them yep. into the to the central point at the end is. Can, can we just say very well done? The final scene, the ending scene, oh. is the oh biggest cock tease there ever was. Oh in the yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. I, I see. Cyclops and a spandex. Yeah, and... <laughs> I remember though. Um, I had just about? seen. I had just seen yeah. X two. It was about eleven o'clock at night. A couple days later, and my boss calls me up, and I'm like, "Dean, what's going on?" He's like, "You mean to tell me Jean Grey survived?" I'm like, "Oh, you saw X two. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the Dark Phoenix saga." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone, everyone who saw that movie that knew anything about the comics. When they saw that image on the, the lake the, at the, the end, the outline of the phoenix, you're like, and yes. Jean Grey's voice at the end, you're like, you're gonna leave us with that? Yeah. No, oh, no, what? give us X three now. Mutation, it is the key to our evolution. It is how we have evolved from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years, but every few hundred millennia. Evolution leaps forward. But that, that's the thing. It left... The, we were like, yes, they're going to bring the Phoenix. It's going to be the Dark Phoenix saga, and this is going to rock. Mm-hmm. You know? And let, and let we, us go on to that. And we yeah. got x right into it. Yeah. All right, so... X3. Let's talk about that pile of shit known as X3, X-Men's la- the, uh, the X-Men's last stand. Yeah, Brian Ratner. After Brian Singer gave us the, you know, the brilliance Rat of X2, he left to give us the mediocrity that was Superman Returns, and yep. Brian Ratner came mm-hmm. in to give us the crap that Seriously, is X3. But let's just put it this way. There were no winners in the summer of 2006. No, no there no. were, wasn't it? No. He, <laughs> take, he takes James Marsden from us for what? Oh, Lois, uh, is your ex-boyfriend in town? <laughs> so he can stalk you? Can I cook you dinner, Lois? Oh, can me, I rub your feet, Lois? Let me, let me just clean my nose off. Uh, <laughs> Superman's not going to punch anybody. Yeah. It is the biggest letdown of my movie life. It, you can it break just it off. Wait, it which one? killed me. Superman Returns or X3? Superman Returns. X3. X3. It was a killer. After such a build-up on X2... That kind of a crash and burn is unforgivable. Here's the thing. When you saw the end of X2, you were like, finally, finally, it's coming in movie form. Here we go. Then they, Brian, who, who did this one? Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner bent over, squeezed his butt cheeks, and dropped and a big, big super-sized <laughs> super turd. I was so mad. Here's the thing. The movie opened promisingly. They finally, after two movies show The Danger Room, yeah. They finally show a sentinel. Well, they, they, show, they show the sentinel's head. head. Yeah. They show Colossus. Well, like they have Colossus, uh, which, by the way, oh. I don't know why they thought that putting a costume on the guy instead of CGIing that was a good idea. 
Oh, uh, they costumed it? That, that was that was not that was They took like milk cartons and like glue them together. Oh, look out. I thought that was just really bad. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, they showed the fastball special. Everything's going great. And then Scott shows up to Alkali Lake, 5 o'clock shadow. And dies. And dies. Mm-hmm. Cyclops. Cyclops. The you most important up, you killed up one of the, the leader. No, the leader. The most important. Not yes. close. Actually, I read a list of like the worst to best X Men. Cyclops is number one. He should be. He should be. He's yeah. the crux of it. He's the leader. He was the He's... first one. He was the first. He was the original member. There is no major storyline in the X Men that he is an essential part of. Right. But he gets no respect whatsoever. Because he's kind of he's kind of a funny daddy. Well, the yeah. turning one kind of a bit. He's now kind of. But a he's got. He, you know, he's kind of the Leonardo of, of the X Men. Not anymore. Not no, anymore. No, you, you left him, didn't he? Well, the whole uh, Avengers. Avengers, not the, the whole Avengers. I don't know if anybody did. Anybody read the Avengers versus X Men series? Yeah, he got the Phoenix Force. He killed mm. Xavier. Yeah. now he's wanted. The Didn't Avengers. They have the whole Phoenix him. Five or something like that. They all became like like a, like, it a, was like him and like him. And like, him they all had Phoenix, Phoenix powers. powers. We Magic. Phoenix five. What what happens is St- Tony Stark creates the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth. Everybody right. assumes it's going to Hope, who yeah. is. Another redhead with telekinesis. Wow. That looks like really? looks exactly yeah. like Sit down. Right. It's supposedly coming for her. So they st- Tony Stark builds a, a like a satellite to intercept it. And as it's coming, to, they're on the moon. And as it comes, it hits the Phoenix Force and splits it. And it drops it. It goes into Emma Frost, Cyclops, um, Submariner, Magic, and Colossus. Oh, okay. And. Uh, they are all. They all have the Phoenix Force. Right. Oh, That's the, the, it, no, no. It's, it's actually it's an excellent series. But now, what basically what it did was it set the stage that Cyclops is public enemy number one because he kills Xavier. The Avengers have formed a, a conglomerate with the X Men. Yeah, now. The, they're the un- uncanny, uncanny Avengers. And they're re- it's really good. Yeah. It is absolutely. I've heard really good things. It's about it. awesome. And they've they've kind of rejiggered it now that Captain America is taking an interest in the mutant dilemma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, more stuff about X three though. Um, Kelsey let, let, Grammer, well, let's start first with all the Morlocks. Actually, I didn't think he was a bad beast. No, I thought he was. I, I thought he was, he was cast, cast, but again, it's it, the quality the of the story. Yeah. Here was the other thing too. Like anybody could pretty much be a freaking mutant at this point. And there were like classes of mutants. Well, yeah, I'm a class is, C mutant. Well, what do you do? I grow antlers. But you know, all of a sudden they have levels. And at one point it was like midichlorians at this point. Yeah. Right? yeah but you know I, what? That, that's an outgrowth of the comic books. I mean, you have omega alpha, level, uh, yeah, omega omega level mutants, yeah. which well, are just I mean, like, super... But of course then they had like, oh, you know, the course... They cipher. And then even Magneto was an omega level. Oh, of course uh, then of course they had Beast, who uh, goes I don't think he's Leech, who's basically just a bald young kid. He is a now. And I remember Leech was like this like red like mutant. He was a green Mutant, yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't make him look like that. And, you know, they made just a bald kid because when, you know, when uh, what's his name put his hand toward him, his hand turned human. Yeah, and dupe. Yeah, and, and they they basically they just started throwing in a whole bunch of mutants because and hey, to... mutants. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, we gotta finally throw Angel in there, so let's throw in one of the Punisher wacky friends. And, yep. you know. <laughs> Angel is it makes no impression whatsoever. In Angel's that. a stupid superhero. A guy with real good aim with a bow and arrow could take care of Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beware! The angel's coming. To be fair, oh, they got him fine. Juggernaut. Okay, now I, I used to. I, I, not I, a mutant. Not a mutant. But do you really want to get into the details of that story? It's easy enough just to throw him in an X Men movie and say, "All right, mutant." But they have to throw him in because he's in so many X Men stories, right? Well, yeah, and I thought Vinnie Jones was perfect casting. Right. But all it was, it was lip service to a couple of internet fans who liked the Juggernaut bitch thing. Don't you know who I am? 
I'm the juggernaut, bitch! You know what, Jim? You know who to pick a juggernaut? Tim. Probably not. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> you have to get up. No. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm getting the same fear about this. About I. I the you thing, just think that the mutants for mutants' sake. The same thing with uh, the future past. Well, I gotta say, I mean, the effects, like the like the scenes that I'm seeing or the clips, look really good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. So I mean, yeah. it, it is that it. Especially, I mean, Mystique looks like she kicks some serious Ryan Singer's ass. back too. So yeah, you know, he's got he's got a better handle on it than Ratner does. You know, yeah. it'd be funny. If it came out, just to see Andy's, if you found out that Baz Luhrmann did it. <laughs> uh, he's, he's Andy, at, come down from the clock tower! He, he's doing an Elvis biopic next. Oh, God. Well, I was yeah. Tobin. Um, Didn't I get you the... Did Baz Luhrmann do that Romeo plus Juliet? Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Romeo poster. That was Thanks. terrible. Um, anyway, extra. Anyway. Um, oh, and there was, a, there was this other weird, like, random bit in it. Where like all the army guys were getting, and they just they, they got so lazy with the the name of the weapon they were going to use to neutralize mutants. They just called it Cure. Get your Cure guns and plastic bullets and plastic darts and whatever. And Arlie Ermy is completely off screen doing this narration. What? Oh, shit, I can't you, hear you. Yeah, seriously. You know, go. Oh, you haven't watched it. I haven't watched that. Sorry. I have to. Lo- I own it on, on DVD. I'll loan it to you, sir. Didn't Only- hate it that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, it was There's during my completism. Say exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like why I was like, do I buy the Wolverine? I don't know. Well, I, I like the Wolverine. I did too. I, I, we'll I get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. But I mean, everything about X three was horseshit. Yeah. Everything. Especially towards the end when, when Wolverine finally kills Phoenix. Horseshit. Well, and of course, he's getting like zapped because remember how like, her powers was like, you know, and you see like a skeleton for a minute and all yeah. of a sudden it heals magically, you know. It's well, like not powers. magically, it's just mutant power. Right, I know, but you just, it's like, it's, so they got that it's right. like, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's funny, I was watching, I watched the uh, Everything Wrong with uh, X3. Yeah. And like every second one was Brett Ratner. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Brett Ratner. Ding. Well, it's stupid. Too. That's the Phoenix fight. is supposed to be the, one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel the universe. Galaxy. Maybe yeah. the. But the thing is, though, the Phoenix was not part of Jean Grey. It was like a separate entity. It was. This it was, was Jean but, Grey unleashed. But it defined. But am I supposed to believe that she could die from a stab wound? Yes, apparently. Yeah, stab wound. That's it. And, Stop questioning the stab wound, Jim. Oh, and, and don't forget, she killed um, Professor X. She, oh, Jesus. Yeah, she all right. Well, up now, if I was going to give X3 any credit at all, it's one of the first superhero moves to have the post-credit stinger. What, yes. Fa- what, Funky? I, I was, was going to say, Johnson? I was going to say, that if you're going to give any credit, it was Funky Johnson, or Funky, whatever you, know, you pronounce her name, getting all sexed up. Right. <laughs> yeah, a post-credit sequence where they brought Professor X back. Yep, and Magneto's powers are back. Yeah. Magically. Hey. It didn't work. So, all right. So what we're going to do is, um, we get some other stuff planned. We're going to save that for episode two, which will be released uh, uh, part as... Part two. Part two, rather. As we, um, after we've seen uh, X Men: Days of Futures Past, so uh, chill out, everyone. Go take a potty break, and we'll talk to you in about a week or two for it's a long um, potty break, Andy. Yeah, it's a pretty long potty break, but sometimes it's Taco Bell with a good break. magazine. And will you stop that? <laughs> you stop that, sir. Um, so, whoa. can I just throw one quick thing? Yeah. In? Um, I we I wanted to give an award out this week. Just oh a yes, quick shout out, just a quick quick, shout quick out. segment. Um, this is we at um, Geek Salad will be presenting the 
Walder Frey old curmudgeon bastard award to uh, racist horrible owner Donald Sterling this year. He loves grape soda. And so say all of us. Did you see the onion thing though that said that Donald so Sterling one, quoted as so saying so that he's glad the batteries on the tape recorder died before he got into the, the real shit? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, oh we will. Uh, we're gonna when we pick up, we're gonna do. We have got a special mutant draft going on. That's we're right. gonna talk about the remainder of the X Men movies, and we'll do all of our segments on part two of episode ninety eight. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm the other Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Joe. And we'll talk to you soon. Go forth and be careful. Talk to you later. when it's struck by lightning. The same thing that happens to everything else.